Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll tell you a story that actually happened about 500 years ago. There was a master barber that was had a famous customer. And the master barber was named Peter. And he had this customer who was famous, it happened to be Martin Luther, to come into his barber shop. And when he got in his chair and was sitting there and they were talking, he said, Dr. Luther, could you please uh, answer a question for me? And Dr. Luther, of course, said, well, that's a, I certainly will. What's the question? How do you pray? We know that you are very strong in your prayer life. You pray one, two, three hours in the morning. And you know, I pray every night. But I don't think my prayers go past the ceiling. Now how can I solve that? And Dr. Luther said, well, I think that's a great question. I don't want to answer it right now. I'll go home and I will write my answer down. And so we have the story of that situation in the book, The Barber, who wanted to pray. Now, Luther came back several days later with his own uh, little book that he wrote. And it's called A Simple Way to Pray. And that was one of over 50 books that Martin Luther wrote during his lifetime. And it was one of the smallest. And when he came back, he told Master Peter, he said, I suggest you do three things. One, I want you to memorize the Ten Commandments. Two, I want you to memorize the Apostles' Creed. And three, I want you to memorize the Lord's Prayer. Now that book explains that, you know, how he suggested to do all that. I'm not going to go into the whole book, but that's what the book was about, is to get Master Peter, the barber, to learn how to pray. And we can, I have the book that's been translated now, and it's a great little book on how to pray. We're not going to go into that right now. But one of the things that Martin Luther really emphasized was prayer and faith go together. And if you increase your faith, you will also increase your prayer life. And if you increase your praying, you're also going to increase your faith. And so it's like a coin, two-sided coin, that one supports the other. And as we go through our lives and understand more and more the whole aspect of prayer, we're going to be realizing that faith needed a response. And the response is what we call prayer. Now that's so important in our lives to have that as one of the keys of how to live out to your whole life journey is to be able to communicate with God. My defining of the word prayer 
It is the conversational part of a loving and joyful relationship with the triune God. And I think some of you have heard me say that before. But it's the whole aspect. It's, it's not any God. It is the triune God. So when I pray and I say to a Muslim, I'd like to pray for you. And they will say, yes. I've never had a Muslim turn me down because they really believe in prayer. And so I have, and then I will tell them, oh, I'm going to pray to the triune God. Oh, guess what? They don't believe Jesus is part of the triune God. And they don't understand that whole aspect. So that opens the door for me to witness. So I give that whole definition as a little about witnessing. Prayer is the primary response that a Christian should have in their life. And it is praying to the Father, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It is interesting to me why people don't pray more. You know, when we have a statement that as we can put back up the uh, ask and seek not. And it tells us he is going to answer. The emphasis is not on our asking or seeking or not. If you look at there, it's repeating the fact that we are going to get an answer. Now, why don't people pray more than that? Uh, to me, there's two or three reasons why a person doesn't pray. Somehow, people think that that won't have much of an influence. Well, whether I pray for the, the President of the United States or President of South Korea, oh, it's not going to help. Did God, Jesus just say that? Also, I think the second, somehow they don't think it's going to make a change by their prayer life. But God promises to answer your prayers. Alright, then another reason I think people don't pray much is that they fear that they'll do it wrong. Especially if they have to do it out loud. They're afraid that they won't say the right words in the right order or something will go wrong and, and somehow they won't do it right. I think the most common excuse I get from people for not praying more is that they're too busy. They're just too busy. I have more important things. I just got so much to do today and they're all for God. The things I'm doing and I've dedicated my whole life to serving Him but I'm too busy to have a formal prayer time. Well, Martin Luther, of course, said, boy, when I have a busy day, I have to get up earlier and spend more time in prayer. So I don't want to get into defending or trying to solve all those problems for you for those three reasons. But I just want you to know that God wants you to come to Him in prayer. He begs you. He exhorts you. He pleads with you to pray in your life. Again, this particular verse that we have here is talking about the intensity of prayer. Ask, seek, and knock. It really is, a, if you summarize that, you know, God is going to answer your prayers. That's what he's telling you in this verse. 
as you pray, you're going to get an answer. And also he's saying, it may not be immediately. You may have to knock more than once and continue to knock. We should not doubt our prayer. If, if it's within God's will, He is going to say yes. If you pray outside of God's will for yourself, of course, you may say no, not yet, or some other answer. Let's think about asking now. You know, I, I have been asked a lot in especially two countries. One is Nigeria and the other one is in India when we were there by beggars. We used to shop at this one store in Nigeria, in Joss, Nigeria, where we live. I would drive up on our yellow car. We could see us a mile away. And all of a sudden, when I got to get out of the car, I had a whole car of children and beggars around. And finally, Alice decided, I don't want to go shopping. I had to do the shopping. Because you, had, you were faced with this whole group of people as you got out of the car that were begging us to give them something. And we might give them some coins, and we turn around and we come back out of the store, they're there again, begging us. They were not embarrassed. They were open to that whole aspect, I'm going to go beg from this guy. And the same thing happened in Calcutta when we visited there. And over and over as we went back several times, they were, there was 100,000 children on the street, living on the street. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's the worst city in the world. I don't know if it's any better than when I was there. Uh, I didn't know how they were going to solve all the problems. But it would step over people. But boy, when you walk by something, if you gave something to somebody, you had 30 kids around you grabbing your arms. And so what you would, I mean, sometimes, we took a lot of money, by the way, to give away, but we gave it to groups like Mother Teresa's group. We didn't give it to individuals, but we, I took sometimes uh, protein bars or something, but I would always open them up a little bit so they couldn't stop, turn on self. I would, I would slip them to them as I walked by so that nobody else would see me because they were just over one. Because, and I'm saying those illustrations because that's what to me was happening in asking. These people were not embarrassed about their situation. They just asked. That's what we have to be when it comes to the throne of God. With boldness, go and ask for help. Now, why would we go and ask for help if God already knows what we need? Well, it shows two things. One, it shows you that you know that God exists. You see, if you didn't ask, and you said, oh, God's here, he's going to provide you need. Oh, he is. You, it's an attitude of your heart. That's why you want to go and ask, is it shows you that you know God is there. And the second reason is that you also know that God is where your blessings in life come. And so you know, God help me, I really need help. 
Now, seek is the next intensity. See, this whole prayer is getting more intense as uh, we talk about this verse. The next one is really seek. And you really have passion for seeking. You remember the lost coin story of the, the woman who lost the coin? What did she do? She went around and really swept the house and just kept looking for that lost coin until she found it. She really was seeking. The same way with the shepherd who had a hundred sheep and lost one. He went out and left the 99 and passionately looked for that other sheep. And so the intensity of your prayers, are, you want to improve them and just have a passion for seeking after what you think you need God to do and solve in your particular life. Without embarrassment, you go and seek Him immensely. And so it's, oh, one place that we had an experience on seeing the passion of people is we were invited by the World Mission Prayer League, and I may have mentioned this in another sermon, but we went to, in 2012, we went to the World Prayer Assembly held in the Jakarta area, and it was, by the way, some uh, sponsorship for that was by Koreans that went down there. And it was in 2012, and there were over 9,000 delegates from around the world. Now, what passion shows you is that you will do things to spend money and to change your schedule. You did make a, a passion for praying to God. You're going to change your schedule and make it a priority in your life. And you're really going to seek Him. So you're going to do things. You may have to spend money or you may have to you know, uh, do something else in your life to make that passion. And people that went to that conference showed their passion as they prayed. From 86 different nations were represented at that conference of people that were making prayer a passion. And then we have the knocking. We know that that is pointing out that when you knock, you continue to knock until the door is open. Now, when is it that you finally quit? Don't join the Quitters Club, Prayer Quitters Club. It's one of the largest clubs around the world. And people, what they do, they start praying and they quit. And you keep on praying, you until something happens to tell you, I keep on praying for a person that they become a Christian until they die. It's a tragedy if they never commit their life. And we want to continue to pray for that person or pray for the situation until you know that God has completely answered your prayers. That's knocking over and over and over perseverance that needs to be there. And we know that well, I'll tell you a story along this line. 
there were five frogs on the wall. Now the question is, three of them decided to jump off. How many were left? Now think about that. The three that decided to jump off never jumped off. There's still five. Now a lot of you people, a lot of people decide, I'm really going to be strong in my prayer life, and I'm going to change my prayer life, and I'm going to do it. And you will sit here and decide to change and improve your prayer life. It takes action besides just deciding. There was a pastor who asked a little boy, uh, tell me, do you pray every day? And the little boy responded, oh, let me think. I pray almost every day. That was his answer. And he says, I almost pray on Monday, I almost pray on Tuesday, I almost pray on Wednesday. Um, he went throughout the whole week and really didn't pray. I don't want to be an almost believer in prayer. I want you to be a believer in prayer to the fullest, as strong as you can. And I will never reach 10 of the top in this life. But I do know that I was down at one, one time in my life. I'm now moving up the ladder. As I live out my life, I'm getting closer to 10. That's what I want you to do in your life, too. So, I suggest you ask and seek and knock. That's my challenge for you today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Okay, please stand. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.